Went to jail, yep. escaped from jail, and then, uh, what other time did he escape from jail? This one, and then he went back to uh, see his stepdaddy, and uh, he kicked him out. He stole some guns and clothing from him. Yeah. And then he went to Arizona Territory, gambled all of his wages away in a nearby gaming, gaming house, where he worked as a ranch hand. Hooked up with, uh, oh, no, that was before, um, shot and killed some guy named uh, Frank Windy Cahill. Went to jail for that, escaped for that, and then hooked up with some guy named Jesse Evans, some outlaw, and they were riding around doing some shit. And then eventually hooked up with John Henry Tunstall. Yeah. A businessman and rancher. Regulators. In the uh, Rio Grande County, or Rio Grande and Lincoln County, which led to the Lincoln County War after Tunstall was killed. Mm-hmm. Bonnie had all that shit happen, got a, a letter from the governor, and he was like, I'll turn some state's evidence for you, governor. All right. And then he did, and they betrayed him and didn't let him go, so he escaped again. Yeah. And that's about where we are at in this story. His friend Pat Garrett is right now tracking his ass down. Yep, oh, and, Pat uh, Garrett gonna get him. We will see the conclusion of fucking Billy the Kid's story. We're picking up on, well, right before this, they went into town. What town was it? Went to Great House Ranch and uh, held them hostage, killed... Uh, Killed a couple people, and then they went to White Oaks, New Mexico, ran into Deputy Sheriff James Redmond, taking shots at Deputy Redmond, hid behind a saloon, as several local citizens ran into the street chasing the fugitives out of town. Out of town. Um, uh, the fucking sheriff was hiding. He was hiding town. with everybody's guns. He's like, damn, those unarmed fucking citizens are dead. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Mayor Quimby. On uh, December 15, 1880, Governor Wallace put a $500 reward. Put a $500 reward on Billy's head, and Pat Garrett began a relentless pursuit of the outlaws. Garrett set up many traps and ambushes in an attempt to apprehend Billy, but the kids seemed to have an animal instinct that warned him of danger, but that was not to last. Mm. That sucks. You know where this is heading. Trailed by the resolute Garrett, Billy the Kid, Billy Wilson, Rudabaugh, Tom O'Foliard, Charlie Baudry, Baudry, and Tom Pickett rode wearily into the Fort Sumner. They're like, we're weary. We need to go to Fort Sumner, New Mexico. They're like, all right. What date is it? It's December 19th, 1880. Ooh, they have a nice Christmas week celebration, I tell you what. I'm doing what you usually do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were confronted by Garrett's posse, which had been hiding in an old post-hospital building. Pat Garrett, Lon Chambers, and several others leaped from cover as Garrett ordered the outlaws to halt. Mm. However, several of the posse members didn't wait for their outlaws to respond to Garrett's demand, instead opening fire on Pickett and O'Foliard, who were riding in front. 
Though Pickett survived to escape, Opholiar lied dead in the dusty-ass street. Mm. Rudabaugh's horse caught a bullet and collapsed, but he hopped onto Wilson's horse, and they got the fuck out of town, and they went and uh, hid in an abandoned cabin near Stinking Springs, New Mexico. Where are you going? I'm going to the Stinking Springs. Springs. Stinking Springs. Stinking Springs. Damn Stinking Springs. Because they stink, or is it that people are stinking? Those Stinking Springs. Man, what you doing going to Stinking Springs, man? They did spring, you know, like murky, murky fucking smelly water. That'd be a good name for a town, Murky Smelly Water Springs. Murky Smelly Water Springs. Murky Springs and Smelly Water. <laughs> smelly Water County. <laughs> They're like twin cities. All right. I'm going to Murky Springs and Smelly Water. It's smelly Water and Murky Spring, Springs. <laughs> Down Main Street, it's called fucking... Uh, murky uh, Lane. All right. Or fucking... Uh, what's the fucking bacteria you get from stagnant water? What is that? <clears throat> Not E. coli, there you go. We call it E. coli lane. I don't think it's E. coli. The main road that goes from fucking... I don't think you get E. coli cities. as a disease, but um, E. coli can... Uh, you can be sickened by E. coli from eating a slightly undercooked hamburger or from swallowing a mouthful of contaminated pool water. Yeah. Potential sources of exposure include contaminated food or water and person-to-person contact. Yeah, e. coli's bad. Interesting. E. coli's worse than fucking uh, coronavirus. Most strains are uh, healthy. Well, actually, most strains are harmless and even help keep your digestive tract healthy. Some are, yeah. Some strains can cause diarrhea if you eat contaminated yeah. food or foul drink. Usually it's like lettuce. Yeah, but you, it's not like deadly. It's like lettuce or something. The water it's like, on it. It's like a fucking, uh, it's like a, um, X-lax, basically. You just shit your fucking brains out. Pretty much, years. but it can be deadly. Well, I assume if you got like a fucking huge-ass amount of it. Right. All right, well, soon... Uh, they determined Garrett's posse tracked the outlaws down and surrounded the hideout. He's like, now, nah, damn it. I hate to do this to my boy, but trust me, I got him. Nobody else gets Billy but me. I want that $500. You understand me, son of a bitch? Well, you better not fucking chicken out, Brad. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Garrett. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Fucking, uh, what is that show? Uh, fucking Everybody, uh, everybody Loves Raymond. Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> you better not chicken out, Pat. And Pat was like, damn it, I took an oath. <laughs> yeah, I'm like them fellers, uh, Lee and Corey. You know, you don't remember who Lee and Corey is, but uh, yeah, look at the grandpa and grandpa. They'll be yeah, grandpa and grandpa. <laughs> oh, inside the house were Billy, Charlie Beaudry, uh Dave Rudabaugh, Tom Pickett, and Billy Wilson. When Beaudry passed before an open window, he mm. was shot in the fucking chest. So that gave everybody else a little fucking. That's a fucking hell of a shot, though. This dude just walking and you shoot right. him right in the fucking chest. Boom. Yeah. Well, the seats continue until the next day when Rudeball finally waved away flag. This is a scene in the movie. No, they didn't show that in the movie. They, that was the Tunstall battle. Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. Might have been. I think Pat Garrett was there when then the Union Army came in and all that shit. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in years. Remember dude. then he rolled down on the roof in that barrel of oil or whatever it was, barrel of water, and then fucking came out and started shooting? Fucking badass. Fucking Billy the Kid. Well, that never happened. It probably never <laughs> did, but it'll be badass if it did. Uh, the seats continued to the next day. Rudeball finally waved a white flag and the bandits surrendered. Who gave Rudeball the fucking authority to wave a white flag? Billy was First probably like, fuck it, do it, man. Billy Kidd and his gang of the rustlers were captured on the 23rd of December in 1880. Billy was first taken to jail in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, when they arrived on the 26th of December, they were met by crowds of curious onlookers. Like, who this? I'm like, what's this? Is that Billy the Kid? <laughs> Shit. I heard it. Well, no, I think that's William H. Bonnie. That's Pat Garrett, damn it. Uh, the following day, an armed mob gathered at the train depot before the prisoners. 
who were already on board the train with Garrett departed for Santa Fe. So they're like, fuck this, man. We're going to fucking go up here and we're going to make sure either they want to make sure he gets on the train or they want to rip him limb from limb. I think they were going to uh, lynch him publicly, yeah. Told the deputy just back off. Actually, right here is going to explain it right now. (laughs) It was like a 310 to Yuma type thing. Uh, Except for without the people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Deputy Sheriff Romario, uh, backed by the angry group of men, demanded custody of Dave Rudabaugh, Uh, who had killed a local jailer. Like, you can do what you want with the other guys, but we want that one right there. Dirty Dave. Garrett was like, hmm. He's like, nah, I don't think so. He's like, I refuse to surrender this guy. He's like, I can't, man. My, my orders are to bring these motherfuckers back to wherever I'm supposed to go. And a tense confrontation ensued until he agreed to let the sheriff and two other men accompany the party to Santa Fe. He was like, here's what I can do. You guys want to come on ahead and come along? I can do that. Uh, where they would petition the governor to release Rudeball to them. So, I mean, you can go up to the governor guy. I'll bring you right to the boss himself. I mean, it's up to him if he wants to let him go to you, but, I mean, I doubt it. These guys are wanting for much bigger right, things. Right, 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 I'm pretty sure the uh, the sheriff and his couple deputies went along, tagged. Uh, in a later interview with the reporter, William H. Bonney said he was unafraid during this incident, saying, if I only had my Winchester, I'd lick the whole crowd. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> The Las Vegas Gazette ran a story from a jailhouse interview following Bonnie's capture. When the reporter said Bonnie appeared relaxed, he replied, What's the use of looking on the gloomy side of everything? The laugh's on me this time. <laughs> yep. uh, he must know he's in, uh, in for some hurting. Yeah, he knows he's dead. Well, following his sentences, Bo- Bonnie was moved to Lincoln, where mm-hmm. he was held under guard on the top floor of town courthouse. Yeah, that was the fight. That was the fight in the movie when he rolled off. That's down. Yeah, that was that one. Right? On the evening of April twenty eighth, eighteen eighty one, while Garrett was in White Oaks collecting taxes, Deputy Bob Olinger took five other prisoners across the street for a meal, leaving James Bell, uh, who was another deputy, alone with Bonnie at the jail. Bonnie oh, tricked a, him. That was the first fucking uh, fault of his. Yeah. Bonnie asked to be taken outside the outhouse behind the courthouse. On the return from the jail or to the jail, Bonnie, who was walking ahead of Bell up the stairs to a cell. Hit around a blind corner, slipped off his handcuffs, some shitty ass fucking handcuffs, right. and beat Bell with the loose end of the cuffs. Oh shit! During the ensuing scuffle, Bonnie grabbed Bell's revolver and fatally shot him in the back as Bell tried to get away. Bonnie, with his legs still shackled, broke into Garrett's office and took office and took a loaded shotgun left behind by Olinger. Bonnie waited at the upstairs window for Olinger to respond respond to the what the fuck respond to the gunshot that killed Bell and called out to him. Look up, old boy, and see what you get. Mm. When Olinger looked up, Bonnie shot and killed him. Killed him. After about an hour, Bonnie freed himself from the leg iron. Damn, why didn't he yeah. shoot it? And an hour later, still, he's just chilling there? Yeah. He obtained a horse and rode out of town. According to some stories, he was singing as he left Lincoln. Probably was. <laughs> His old uh, Olinger, Olinger died here. It was fucking nuts. Only two people were willing to see what the fuck was going on in the whole town. Right, damn, looks like William and Bonnie trying to get out. I don't think it was... Uh... Yeah, I guess so, right? All these fucking people in the town, and there's only one person that responded? Well, a lot of them knew him, too. He's been there forever, and that's a good good boy, damn it! (laughs) He's just done some bad things. Let him go. Let him go. Ain't his fault. (laughs) While Bonnie was on the run, Governor Wallace placed a new $500 bounty on the fugitive's head. Almost three months after his escape, Garrett responded to the rumors that Bonnie was in the vicinity of Fort Sumner. Uh, He left Lincoln with two deputies on the 14th of of July in 1881, to question resident Pete Maxwell, a friend of Bonnie's. 
Oh, man. Oh. Maxwell, son of a uh, land baron, uh, Lucian Maxwell. Lucian? 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 Lucian Maxwell. Spoke with Garrett the same day for several hours. What the hell would he possibly be talking to him for several hours? Oh, wow. They probably start talking about life and shit. Around midnight, the pair oh, said... literally went there to question him about fucking yeah, Billy the Kid. That probably only took a couple minutes. He was like, where is <laughs> Billy the Kid? And how is your wife? <laughs> and how are your kids? <laughs> can't rhyme kid for kid. I guess you can. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, guess I see what you're getting. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Uh, around midnight, the pair sat in Maxwell's darkened bedroom when uh, Bonnie unexpectedly entered. Accounts mm. vary as to what happened next. According to most versions, as he entered the room, Bonnie failed to recognize Garrett due to the poor light and drawing his revolver and backing away. Bonnie asked, Quines, Quines, Spanish for who is it? Uh, recognizing Bonnie's voice, Garrett drew his revolver and fired twice. <sighs> the first bullet struck Bonnie in the chest above his heart, while the second missed. Garrett's account leaves it unclear whether Billy was... Killed instantly or took some time to die. A few hours after the shooting, a local justice of the peace assembled a coroner's jury of six people. The jury members interviewed Maxwell and Garrett. Bonnie's body and the location of the shooting were examined. Oh, poor fucking... What a way to go out, huh? Yeah. Enter the fucking darkness of a room and just be shot. Don't even know who killed him, probably. Nuts. Oh, he obviously didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that he was even Garrett. Crazy. Well, the jury certified the body as Bonnie's, and according to a local newspaper, the jury foreman said it was the kid's body that we examined. Uh, well, Bonnie was given a wake by candlelight. He was buried the next day, and his grave was denoted with a wooden marker. Five days after Bonnie's killing, Garrett traveled to Santa Fe to collect the $500 reward offered by the governor for his capture, dead or alive. William G. Rich, the acting New Mexico governor, refused to pay the reward. Over the next few, few weeks, the resident of Las Vegas, Mesilla, Santa Fe, White Oaks, and other New Mexico cities raised over 7000 in reward money for Garrett. A year and four days after Bonnie's death, the New Mexico Territorial Legislator <laughs> passed a special act to grant Garrett the $500 bonnie reward. Sweet. Because people had begun to claim Garrett unfairly ambushed Bonnie, Garrett felt the need to tell his side of the story and called upon his friend, uh, journalist Marshall Upson, to ghostwrite a book for him. The book which is called The Authentic Life of Billy the Kid. It was first published in 1882 of April. April 1882. Although only a few copies sold following its release, it eventually became a reference for later historians who wrote about Bonnie's life. Mm. So we still don't even know mm-hmm. if half of the shit about fucking Billy the Kid is true. Because <clears throat> all this is, you yep. just heard it, claiming or fucking taken from what Pat Garrett wrote. How would he know? Mm, Pat Garrett don't know too much. From what he's heard? More stories from Billy, which are clearly lies. He was known to fucking exaggerate. Well, how long did him and fucking Garrett hang out when they met? Right. It's not like he told him his whole fucking life. So, wow, for when I was 14, you know, I mean. You never know. Maybe. Oh, well, over time, legends grew claiming that Bonnie was not killed uh, and that Garrett staged the incident in death out of friendship so that Bonnie could evade the law. That would be the ideal situation, right? Yeah, but he already had him once. What do you mean? He already had him in custody once. I don't think he would let him go. I don't think he'd kill him. He'd be like, all right, dude. This time you're just going to get locked up, man. I'll come visit you. Instead of just letting him go, right? Well, I think, I think this is claiming that Garrett was like, man, you ain't never going to fucking uh, get out of this life of fucking shit, so why don't we stage your death, and that way it'll be over. You can go on, assume some other name, and fucking do what you do, be huh? good. All right. 
Uh, well, during the next... Oh, either that, or he killed him just because he was like, look, dude, I fucking took you in custody and you killed two of my men. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Like, so, fuck. Um, yeah, but they most likely were going to hang him, so... Yeah. Uh, during the next... What would you rather do, get hanged or get shot? Well, it depends In on, the heart. Well, if you get shot in the heart and you die instantly, you don't know shit. I think you would most likely die instantly from hanging, too. You usually break your neck. Yeah, but you know what's happening. You're sitting there and waiting. That's true. During the next 50 years, a number of men claimed they were Billy the Kid. Most hmm, of these claims were easily disproven. Were there like ever claims of Billy the Kid before this? No. No, you know, people want to be legend. This Billy is, the Kid. This is uh, reminiscent of a few other outlaws that we've already covered. Yeah, but two have remained topics of discussion and debate. In 1948, a Central Texas man, Ollie P. Roberts, also known as Brushy Bill Roberts, <laughs> yeah, began claiming he was Billy the Kid and went before New Mexico Governor Thomas J. Mabry seeking a pardon. Why would he go through all that trouble to try to seek a pardon? And if they wouldn't, they were going to kill him or put him in prison. Uh, this is 1948. I'm this saying if he was lying. 70 years after the fact, what are they going right. to put him in prison for? Well, if this guy wasn't lying or anything, you never know. Why would you put yourself in that position? Fuck that. Uh, Mabry dismissed Robert's claim, and Robert's died shortly after. That's probably why. Uh, he was probably fucking dying and was like, fuck it, what are they going to do to me? Right. Uh, nevertheless... Uh, Heiko, Texas, Robert's town of residence, capitalized on his claim by opening <laughs> a Billy the Kid Museum. I mean, why wouldn't you? I guess. But alleged. I, you can I, always say alleged Billy the Kid Museum. I've never uh, heard of Heiko, Texas, so it didn't work out for him. Right. John Miller, an Arizona man, also claimed he was Bonnie. This was unsupported by his family until 1938, sometime after his death. Millie's, Miller's Botter... <laughs> Miller's body was buried in the state-owned Arizona Pioneers Home Cemetery in Prescott, Arizona. In May 2005, Miller's teeth and bones were exhumed and examined, examined without permission from the state. Oh. Well, DNA samples from the remains were sent to a laboratory in Dallas and tested to compare Miller's DNA with samples from uh, the old Lincoln County Courthouse and a bench where Bonnie's body allegedly was placed after he was shot. According to a July 2015 article in the Washington Post, the lab useless. results were useless. Which means they get nothing back. Uh, nah, I mean, they tested on an old bench. How long did DNA survive on a bench? Supposedly forever. Uh, in 2004, researchers sought to exhume the remains of Catherine Antrim, Bonnie's mother. Damn, dude. She'd be like... Forever old. Like 150 fucking years been in the grave. Nuts. Uh, they could probably get out of the team. I mean, you get teeth, bone, man. yeah, bones and shit, but... Whose DNA crazy. would be tested and compared it with that of the body buried in William Bonnie's grave. As of 2012, her body had not been exhumed. Mm -hmm. In 2007, author, amateur historian Gail Cooper filed a lawsuit against the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office under the State Inspection of Public Records Act to reduce <laughs> records of the results of the 2006 DNA test and other forensic evidence collected in the Billy the Kid investigations. So they never, they never fucking even released... This said we're the useless. results. Yeah. So, hmm. Useless. Uh, in April 2012, 133 pages of documents were provided. They offered no conclusive evidence confirming or disproving the generally accepted story of Garrett's killing of Bonnie, but confirmed the record's existence and that they could have been produced earlier. So they don't. So even they the don't. fucking They're official like, records I mean, don't know. It stuffs here and says it, but oh. who knows? The evidence they don't. don't they don't have any, any evidence yeah. either way. We so, just got paperwork, guys. That's crazy. In 2014, Cooper was awarded $100,000 in punitive damages, but the decision was later overturned by the New Mexico Court of Appeals. The lawsuit also ultimately cost Lincoln County nearly three hundred grand. In February 2015, historian Robert Stahl petitioned a district court in Fort Sumner 
asking the state of New Mexico to issue a death certificate for Bonnie. Mm. In July 2015, Stahl filed a suit in the New Mexico Supreme Court. Uh, the suit asked the court to order the state's Office of Medical Investigator to officially certify Bonnie's death under New Mexico state law. Why? Oh, right. If clearly, it's not fucking even proven that he died or even if, how he died. Even not, he's still dead anyway. No. Well, right, but <laughs> by the death certificate would name how he died. Yes. Well, as of 2020, only two photographs confirmed to show Bonnie are known to exist. Damn. The one everybody's fucking seeing, I don't remember what the other one looks like. That's the only one everybody ever sees. Others thought to depict him are disputed. One of the few remaining artifacts of Bonnie's life is a... Well, where's the pictures of the others? That's what I want to see. Well, he was known to be a goofy-looking fucking kid, too. You see him? <laughs> goofy-looking bastard. Uh, a few remaining artifacts of Bonnie's life is a two-by-three-inch... Uh, a stereotype photograph of Bonnie by an unknown portrait photographer, porta- photographer <laughs> uh, in late 1879 or early 1880. They don't know. It could mm-hmm. be between 1879 and 1904. This is the original, though. It looks like. That's like the metal plate that you mm, used to yep, develop all the other ten. pictures on, yeah. It's Rennie Tan Tan. Well, the image shows Bonnie wearing a vest over a sweater, a slouch cowboy hat, and a bandana while holding an 1873 Winchester rifle with his butt wrestling on the floor. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't have enough alcohol on me right now, guys. <laughs> with its butt resting on the floor. For years, this was the only photograph scholars and historians agreed showed Bonnie. The feral type survived because Bonnie's friend, Dan Dietrich, Diedrich, kept it after the, after the outlaw's death. It was passed down through Diedrich's family and was copied several times, appearing in numerous publications during the 20th century. On June 2011, the original plate was bought at an auction for $2.3 million wow. by businessman William Cock. Oh, that doesn't surprise me any. $2.3 million just for that original tin. <clears throat> it's crazy that Koch got it. What? It's not that one guy. Who's William Koch? Is that one guy? I don't know who that is. I forget his name. Billionaire, sailor, and collector. His boat was the winner of America's Cup. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a billionaire. That's all he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a billionaire. The image shows Bonnie wearing his holstered coat revolver on his left side. This led historians to believe he was left-handed, but they not did they did no. But they did not take into account that the ferrotype process produces reversed images. Yes. In 1954, Western historians James D. Horan and Paul Sand wrote that Bonnie was right-handed and carried his pistol on his right hip. Yes. The opinion was confirmed by Clyde Javins, a former curator of the National Film and Television Archive. Several historians have written that Bonnie was ambidextrous. Good, Ben. I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's the other one. Then a, a four by six inch ferrotype purchased at a memorabilia shop in Fresno, California, in 2010, has been claimed to show Bonnie and members of the regulators playing croquet. Isn't that crazy though? That this was just discovered in 2010. No, it looks like Bonnie. Like this had been circulating for how long? And then just in 2010, it popped on fucking his, his like researchers' fucking right. uh, radar. Well, if it is authentic, it is the only photo known of Billy Kid. And the regulators together. This photo right here is not even... This is zoomed in. One of these guys are supposed to be Billy, but the whole photo shows, like, the whole group playing. Yeah, I've seen it. And some chicks. It's uh, the only photo known with Billy the Kid and the regulators together, and the only image to feature. Well, can they confirm those are regulators? Well, that. If it's authentic, though. That's what they're saying. Uh, And the only image to feature their wives and female companions. Mm. So, collector Robert G. McCubbin and outlaw historian John Bosnicker 
uh, concluded that in 2013 that the photograph does not show Bonnie. Oh. Uh, Whitney Brown, a professor and researcher, look, yeah, but can you really believe him? They probably wanted it, and they were like, well, it's really not him, so we'll just give you like five grand for it, guy. Well. He's like, okay, fuck it. Well, keep reading. <laughs> uh, New shirt coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Brown, a professor and researcher, located in an advertisement of croquet set sold at Chapman's General Store in Las Vegas, New Mexico, dated to June 1878. How come when we did uh, the the thing about Las Vegas, they didn't say nothing about Billy Kidd being there? Right. Well, Kent Gibson, a forensic video <laughs> and still image expert, <laughs> offered the services of his facial recognition recognition software. He's like, well, I got this shit right here. To, uh, it'll, it'll recognize faces. <laughs> if, if you got both uh, photos. You, got the, you can compare it to the other one, yeah. yeah. And stated that Bonnie is indeed one of the individuals oh. in the image. Well, in August 2015, Lincoln State Monument officials and the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs said that despite the new research, they could not confirm nor deny that the image showed Bonnie or others from the Lincoln County era, war era. Uh, according to monument manager Gary Cousins, a photograph creator at the Palace of Governors uh, Archives, Daniel Kosherek, Said there's a lot of fucking people. I know, man. Uh, said the image is problematic and a lot of fronts. Ooh, I mean, it's, it's like none of this adds up. There's just a lot. Of, there's a lot of issues with it, guys. Yeah, including the small. I mean, it's very small. The figure you can't barely see anybody, and you know the background. You can't. You can't make out what's there. Uh, um, he's saying that the we don't know if it's Lincoln County or the, the, or what yeah, states the at all. Doesn't even rec- or doesn't even resemble Lincoln County or the state. So something fishy. Uh, editors from the True West magazine staff said, no one in our office thinks this photo is the kid or any of the regulators. In early October 2015, Kagan's Inc. Incorporated uh, a numismatic a numismatic numismatic authenticate authenticate what the fuck <laughs> numismatic we cannot authentication. do fucking this there show ever again if we don't have more than three beers All in right. this apparently. A numismatic authentication Firm. <laughs> Holy shit. The firm said that the image was indeed authentic mm. after a number of experts, including those associated with the recent National Geographic Channel program, examined it. He's like, we got all these people saying it is. First of all, what does numis- numismatic mean? Numismatic? Oh, don't know. Study or collection of currency, coins, tokens, paper, money, and related objects. So I like old school shit. A collector of coins. So why would they? What would, what would paper money related what would coin so, people have to do with uh, these pictures? Guys? Instead of paper money or anything like that. So like pictures or photographs. Maybe because they know how to study old shit. Right. Like that or right. Something. They can figure it out and do all kinds of shit like that. I mean, it makes sense. So a lot of people from a lot of different fucking companies looked at this, and some said no. And other some guys were said, like, no. Well, they're like, well, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. As of right now, that is included, and in the only two that are known to. Fucking uh, depict him, so right. obviously uh, they had their way, huh? I think the second one still says alleged, though. <laughs> alleged. How about we'll put it up with his photos and we'll just put alleged in front it's, of it? This is maybe. This is possible. Possible picture of Bonnie and regulators. I like how they included the fact that uh, there was an ad for croquet fucking sets uh, being on sale. Like, that meant anything. <laughs> no. You could see an ad. For anywhere that has croquet sets, it doesn't mean that Billy the Kid was there. And he just bought croquet set and set it in the middle of fucking town. In the in the in the street, <laughs> in the street town to start playing croquet. Wanted by the police. In 2010, New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson turned down a request for a posthumous pardon of Bonnie for the murder of Sheriff William Brady. Mm. The pardon considered was 
to fulfill Governor Lou Wallace's 1879 hey. promise to Bonnie. I mean... I mean, how could you not honor that? First of all, Richardson's decision citing historical ambiguity was announced on December 31st, 2010, his last day in office. Oh, Mm. you bitch. Yeah, I'm going out. I'm going to do this. I I like Billy the Kid. (laughs) No, he didn't pardon him. He didn't pardon him? No. He said, I can't. Oh, yeah, that's right. In 1931, Charles W. Four, an unofficial tour guide at Fort Sumner Cemetery, campaigned to raise funds for a permanent marker for the graves of Bonnie, Opholiard, and Baudry. As a result of his efforts, a stone memorial marked with the names of the three men and their death dates beneath the word pals mm. was erected in the center of the burial area. Why, they all Ooh. three got buried together? Probably on top of each other. He got buried next to them. Um, in 1940, stonecutter James N. Warner of Salida, Colorado, made and, made and donated to the cemetery a new marker for Bonnie's grave. It was stolen on February 8th, 1981, but recovered days later in Huntington Beach, California. Damn. By Tito Ortiz. (laughs) New Mexico Governor Bruce King arranged for County Sheriff to fly to California to return it to Fort Sumner, where it was reinstalled in May of 1981. Although both markers are behind iron fence and a group of vandals, entered the enclosure at night in June 2012 and tipped the stone over. What douchebags, man. People are morons. Look at fucking Billy's is way better than that one. It's still decent. At least he got buried with his pals. You know. Right. What's that one say? Oh, and just Billy the Kid, whatever died, and whatever that says. I don't know. Well, in his short life, Billy was uh, reputed to have reputed reputed he reputed to have uh, killed twenty-one men, mm. one for each year of his life. Well, he wasn't killing people when he was one years old. Isn't that crazy? All these outlaws that we've covered so far have been in their 20s besides fucking, well, Hickok wasn't an outlaw, but he was only like 39 or whatever the fuck it was. Right, that and fucking what's-his-face. Sam Bass? Or was it Jesse? Jesse? Fucking Doc. Doc was like Yeah, he was only like 35, though. 39 or something like that. Uh, However, many historians calculate the figure closer to nine, four on his own and five with the help of others. Hundreds of songs, books, motion pictures, radio, and TV programs and plays have been inspired by the story of the outlaw Billy the Kid. Depictions of him in popular culture have fluctuated between a cold-blooded murderer without a heart and a sentimental hero fighting for justice. A Robin Hood or what a fucking... What would that make sense? What was what justice was he fighting for? He was fighting for no None of this story that we just read was he fighting for justice. This motherfucker was just a, a wild fucking he motherfucker. Was, yeah, he should have been fucking named Wild Billy. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been Wild, wild Bill. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been Wild Bill. The Texas historian, uh, J. Frank Doby, wrote many years ago in a vaquero of the Bruce County. Of the Brush County. Brush. <laughs> a vaquero of the Brush County, 1929. Billy the Kid will always be interesting. Will always appeal to the popular imagination. Which is 100% true. This is why a fucking tin uh, feral type sold of his for $2.3 million. Is fucking nuts. Yeah. While a plethora of writers and filmmakers have depicted Billy the Kid as a personification of either heroic youth or juvenile punk. Uh, if you have emptied, uh, if you have even attempted to portray a more complex character, all of them failed but the fucking young guns. That was Billy. In any case, the dramatic aspects of his short life and violent death still appeal to the popular taste and remains an icon, icon. of teenage rebellion and nonconformity. Uh, the myth- mythologizing <laughs> of this story. Mythologi- mythologizing? Mythologizing, yeah. mythologizing of this story with new works in various media. 
That's crazy, man. It continues and to gonna, this day. We're going to end this episode with a poem written by an unknown person. Uh, Twas on the same night when Boar Pilly... <laughs> Boar Pilly? <laughs> what is going on, guys? I don't know. We're going to end this with a poem written by an unknown person all about Billy the Kid. Twas on the same night when poor Billy died. He said to his friends, I am not satisfied. There are 21 men I have put bullets through, and Sheriff Pat Garrett will make it 22. Now this is how Billy the Kid met his fate. The bright moon was shining. The hour was late. Shot down by Pat Garrett, who once was his friend, the young outlaw's life had come to an end. There's many a man with a face fine and fair who starts out in life with a chance to be square. But just like poor Billy, he wanders astray and loses his life in the very same way. Yeah, and he said, you live by the dun, dun. You live by the gun, <laughs> you, you die by the gun. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, guys. So that's much shorter than our first uh Yeah, so Billy Kidd. I mean, it's still a half hour long this lasted. So Billy got... Kidd invented the saying, live by the gun, die by the gun. I would think so, right? And then uh, Tupac was like, I'm taking that, <laughs> bitches. So all in all, this episode was an hour and 20-something minutes. We probably could have stretched it out to a whole episode, but uh, better to leave you hanging and fucking what's going to happen, even though you probably Ooh. know what's going to happen. Ooh. You could have easily looked up all this they shit. They just made a new movie. I think it was either between 2017 and now it's called Billy the Kid. And then it's made one last year. I think it was. It's called The Kid. Uh, I heard both of those are shitty. I haven't watched them yet. There's one in the 90s, I believe, and a lot of them in the 60s, 70s. But everybody knows the main fucking thing that got Billy the Kid going was Young Guns 1 and Young Guns 2. I think it was 1991 and 1992. That's a lie. What? Young Guns? Young Guns was made in like the early, late 80s, first of all. Oh, I think it was like 1991. Um, Billy the Kid was fucking... It was like 1991. Billy the Kid was way famous, way before fucking them movies came out. Of course he was, but he was dying down. Hundreds of songs booked. Yeah, we already covered that. Oh. Films starting from 1911 all the way to 2009 called The Kid. Oh, The Kid. And then there's Requiem for Billy the Kid in 2006. Requiem. Uh, uh, Birth of a Legend. Christophian. Yeah. Young Guns, I haven't watched that yet. Young Guns was 1988. And Young Guns 2 was when? 1990. That's what it was. 1990. And then we have Purgatory. Uh... Yeah, Pat Purgatory Garrett, had him in it for a minute. Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid in 73. Dirty Little Billy in 72. Chisholm, 70. Dirty Billy, Little Billy, yeah. Billy, Billy the Kid versus Dracula in 1960. What? <laughs> I'm going to have to fucking uh, watch that, that one. Uh, 1966, Boy from Oklahoma in 1954. That's obviously not about Billy. Um, yeah, he's got fucking tons of them. Music, bunch of songs. Bob Dylan made a song, actually an album called Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Yeah. Uh, the Ballad of Billy Kid, sung by Billy Joel on his Piano Man record. Tom Petty wrote a song called Billy the Kid. Charlie Daniels. John Bon Jovi was used, well, his, that, that's nothing, his soundtrack for Young Guns 2. The last play was in 1973. Charlie Daniels recorded the song Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, lots of shit. Stage, radio, fucking Gunsmoke made fucking an episode about him. Television series, video games. Call of War as Gunslinger, Billy the Kid, is one of the allies of the main character. I didn't know that. I have that game. I have to fucking... Call of uh, War has Gunslinger? I'm going to have to keep playing that. I only played a couple uh, levels, so... Yeah, that's all you have right there, guys. Billy the Kid, probably 
the most famous fucking and like I, we just witnessed fucking most pop culture uh, pop culture referenced fucking character of the old west that we've done as of yet. Don't worry, we got plenty more where that came from. Billy the Kid gets the love like serial killers get. You know what I mean? This is some sick. Billy Kid was a sick motherfucker. He was just—I doubt he was a stone cold killer, but he was just a. Was he though? He was just a. Fucking, he knew some guy was gonna kill him, and then uh, put his barrel on an empty chainer, and sure enough, the guy tried to shoot him, so he shot him in the head. What? Like what? What? What murder did Billy commit that was like out of cold blood? Oh, uh, there's multiple times where just to just, kill him, just, just to, to, to kill him, fuck with people. Yeah, I don't know if that scene in the movie is actually one of the stories. We have to look it up. But when he sees that guy, I think it's Black Dog or some shit, Mad Dog or Black Jack or some shit. It's obviously made up. In the bar. And he's just fucking with him. And he's like, I'm looking for Billy the Kid. And he starts whistling. He goes, yeah, he sounds something like that. And he's like, and just shoots him. I think that's supposed to, uh, I think that's supposed to represent the fucking dude that I was just saying. Quits his barrel on the empty fucking uh, chamber. But it's like another dramatic Hollywood retelling because that's what happened in a in a fucking uh, saloon. Yeah, that's probably what that was. But that's he was just he didn't just kill him to kill him. Dirty kidding. No, yeah, maybe he was either just, or. He was just a troubled young man. Either or. Like we say on all of these, we about don't know. any outlaw well, we that we know. fucking uh, do anything about. It's always somber in and kind of sad when when they act, when they eventually meet their fate. Right. So. Yeah, that's gonna do it for. Billy the Kid, Part 2, Outlaws and Gunslingers. Still not sure what we're going to do next. Probably a town. I don't know. Maybe I'll put out a poll. I've been saying this for a couple weeks, but maybe I'll actually put out a poll for three of you to vote, and then I won't consider any of your votes. So. <laughs> maybe we'll do a, a town in our state, do a mid-west uh, Gunslingers and Outlaws. <laughs> I'm sure we can find something. <clears throat> I don't think that existed. I mean, Saginaw was a lumber town. I'm sure a lot of shit happened there. Yeah, that's going to do it, guys. As usual, Debate 8, Monday Night Watch Along. Oh, that shit. Rock and roll history, baby. We got all those shows. Plus, you never know when we're just going to fucking come out with some fucking uh, Because you never know other you shit. never know. So with that being said, we are the Mouth of Michiganders with... Bangers! Strapped on my holster low across my hips. Two Colt 45s with white plastic grips And I'd head west through our neighborhood And they'd say, here comes young Billy And he's up to no good Yeah I rode a trail through the neighbor's backyard Shooting the bad guys through my handlebars Known for my bravery both far and near Being late for supper was my only fear I miss Billy the Kid The times that he had The life that he lived I must have got caught His innocence lost I wonder where he is I miss Billy the Kid These days
Days I don't know whose side to be on There's such a thin line between right and wrong I live and learn, do the best I can But there's only so much you can do as a man I miss Billy the Kid The times that he had life that he lived I guess he must have got caught his innocence lost Lord I wonder where he is I miss Billy the Kid I miss Billy the Kid the times that he had the life that he Billy the Kid